Hello, everybody, and welcome to Music Is Everything podcast with me, Matt Hornby, and my very good friend, Andrew Groves. Hello. Hi, Andrew. Thanks to our Patreons and our affiliates for making this happen. Today, we are talking about the... I was going to say fantabulous, but it really sounds a bit flamboyant. Not really for, the for them, no. Genre. No, I need something more aggressive. A bit. I'm not really that guy. More uh, angry. So, the exceptional. Okay, <laughs> it's a bit bit more. I like it. Neutral. Uh, Code Orange. So there you go. Woo! Come on well down. Done. That's it. So Andrew, who the f are Code Orange? They're these cool couple of kids um, who burst onto the scene. Um, you know what, actually? I I don't know where they came from. I don't think... I think maybe that's their intent. The gutter. The... Uh, the I know it's The back from, of your wardrobe. Yeah, the US of A. <laughs> They're a cool couple of kids. Only... Um, no, they haven't been... I don't know how long they've been in the scene, but as far as kind of, you know, albums and releases and what have you, not been around all that long. Some of you may be unfamiliar with them. And I think that's what my job is here today, is to campaign for them and campaign for you to open your heart. And minds and ears. Yeah. Okay. No, that's good. I, I, I agree. They actually I don't know how big they are, basically. In okay. it, I know they're huge for the genre. But I don't so that's kind of when I was digging into this, I was mm. like, oh they're massive. But then I remembered that maybe they're massive because this kind of genre is pretty full on. So it's not for everyone. Um however I think, yeah, you're right. It is our job to kind of convince you that there's something good in there because there definitely is. I would um, say there is something exceptional. Well, that's what I said at the beginning. I know, so, right? I just took I it and like I, I was a good bit of recycling, babe. Was that all uh, that for, or was that foreshadowing? You didn't say it the whole time <laughs> and I just knew. I, I think, in my opinion, the opinion that. <laughs> That I, what shall I take you through? Why I think they're great? Because that's what everyone wants to know. Yeah, just getting with the uh, the punchline straight away. Straight in, I think they're great because, as maybe you are aware or maybe unaware, they and their kind of um, genre. And also, like, the space that they occupy within that genre is very, I would say, America-centric or focused, deep, deep kind of in the kind of, from the ashes of sort of punk and thrash. It's real community hall, beat the crap out of your cousin, kind of, like, that's kind of that, real deep kind of and I feel like I I know it exists everywhere else but I feel like there's a very specific part of that or scene that's like deeply underground 
kind of fiercely kind of, I would say territorial. There's a lot of loyalty there. I think there's a lot of, um, again, kind of a lot of community there in that, in that sense. And that they have come or at least kind of came through some of that, like I say, real, I, I wouldn't even know. There are so many names for the various cores and genres and metals there, but kind of, I would say predominantly metal. Oh, right. Hardcore. I was going to say hard. I was going to say hardcore. Yeah. Cause the, uh, I think this, what you're describing, that scene, from what I know anyway, I could be completely wrong, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, is that it's the punk ethos, but then hardcore kind of took that a level up. Uh, but yes, I do, it is confusing. Like, they are a bit of a blend in my mind of mm. like punk, hardcore, metal and industrial. Mm. That's my thing. But it kind of spans all camps. But yeah, I think that what you were describing is more like a hardcore scene. Right. Yeah. 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 I'm trying to think like, I don't think they're, they're not like the genesis of anything. I think they came through that, that vein as far as their Mm -hmm. kind of what their position was and maybe where their fan base was. And that's kind of the the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. And personally where I came into them and the respect that I have for them and that kind of, kind of took me further, I suppose, and and also kind of pushed me to, to listen to more was that um, they came from an area of music that, like I say, a lot of community, a lot of, like, a lot of um, kind of grassroots nature to it as well, and a lot of kind of community hall shows and floor shows and that, like, real kind of, like, hardcore, like, kind of punk ethos of kind of just, like, playing your local show, that kind of, like... And I feel like having a fan base like that is amazing. But as being in having a a brush with with that side of music, I can also be very like kind of territorial and very kind of like inward facing and kind of isolating that they, in my opinion, have come out. And only recently was I made more aware of the first record, but the one I was made most aware of and kind of most, one I'm most familiar with, which is underneath to come out and find success and be playing those kinds of shows. And then to come out with a record so challenging and like with so many cool influences, some incredible production choices and like really like really exciting, like, and again this is my opinion I personally have found metal and rock very boring for a long time and I end up you know landing on the same artists and and you know it's always Meshuggah for riffs it's like Meshuggah or it's every time I die and you know sure more recently Better Lovers but like I, I very rarely find the same excitement again and I think like someone actually bringing it forward. One of the huge reasons why I was, I, I, I lost interest in a lot of that side of music was that like electronic music and pop music were taking so many more risks and like developing ideas so much further and like taking that music 
to an extra step or more visceral step, a more visual step, a more all-encompassing ideas and, and taking more challenges. And I just wasn't ever finding that. And then um, uh, a friend of mine here played me uh, the first track from this from underneath in his car and I was just absolutely blown away. And I was just mm. like, who I need, I'm, I bought it that day knowing that I might not even really like it, but I was just like, you have all of my respect because I feel like, and it might not be the case, maybe maybe I've just, you know, but I feel like coming from an area like that and, and growing up in this very kind of, like I say, there, there, there is a, a very tight-knit community there and then coming out with a record that's very challenging and there's electronica and electronics within it and, you know, certainly as they're becoming, you know, a lot... Uh, 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 not poppier, but there's a lot more melodies uh, and a lot more often. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. They're moving away from that kind of hardcore sound. I feel like it's such a risk to take for an artist that, you know, is coming up and has these kinds of fans. I, you know, I, I've ne I haven't looked, but I can only imagine that there is, you know, some grumblings of, of like, I preferred them when they did X, you know, that kind of stuff. All that stuff starts to creep in. Sure. And the fact that they have come back with some incredibly challenging music and like taken heavy music so much further and like really like having, um, you know, even during, uh, uh, you know, lockdown and stuff like that, all the kind of um, online concerts they did, they just smashed it and mm -hmm. were just really taking it further. There's like, uh, you know, a guy on there playing synths and, and, and modular synths and they're like really embracing that. They've done like a whole remix album. All mm -hmm. these super cool ideas and taking you know and actually challenging rock music and what it is just honestly i just could not have respected them more at that minute and and i've only been more excited to see what they're going to do because i honestly and and i thought that only stretched to the first uh, sorry to underneath which is the second album mm -hmm. And uh, I needed to listen to, before we went to this episode, I really should listen to the first album. And having listened to that for the last week or so, I, mm -hmm. again, you can, all the seeds are there, so many cool ideas, again, super refreshing, but still has all those hardcore influences, all those great riffs, all those great breakdowns and the vocals mm. and that energy. But I just think they're just taking it further and they're being more original and, and embracing uh, technology and embracing melody and and just trying to be a better band. I, I, honestly, I think I, I couldn't have more praise for them at, at the moment. I genuinely think they're the most, maybe the most exciting sort of, well, whatever, maybe one of the most exciting bands on the planet, I think, at, at this particular time. Nice. Yeah. Well, that's pretty tall, high praise. Not yeah. Tall praise, high I think praise. they deserve it. Because how, how, when I've spoken to you about them before, hmm. you've been into them for quite a while, right? Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah man yeah, yeah man should, yeah man um yeah so a friend of mine back in 2014 so a, a while ago now mm. was like do you want to come to a show and i was like you've got great taste in music i didn't say this i just it's a thought you know when you just trust in someone's taste so i was like yeah i will come to the show <laughs> i went to said show. This mm -hmm. was, yeah, I actually looked it up, 1st of December 2014. So Wild. they um, used to be called Code Orange Kids mm. and released one, if not two records. I 
Love is Love in 2013. Oh, really? As co- as co- I didn't know that. Yeah, and then I am King. I think on my streaming, it's uh, under Code Orange Kids, but something I read said it was Code Orange, so ambiguous. Yeah. Um, and the cover, I think, of I am King is just Code Orange. Anyway, um, but yeah, 2014, I saw them in uh, a venue in Brighton called Brighton UK, called the Green Door Store, mm. and it's uh, underneath the train station. <laughs> I even looked it up uh, on. Their website, they claim it's 170 people capacity as a music venue, which would be tight. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it's very, very appropriate for a band like that. And yeah, I was blown away. I really, really, it it, it was one of those shows, like I'm not a metalhead, mm. right? Uh, but I am into music, which is, I find that the more extreme it is, it makes me smile. Sure. Like there's this, there's an energy and excitement, which I really feed off. And especially when you take it so far, it's, it's, it's the underlying punk thing. I think it's, it's kind of like, they know what they're doing and bands like that know what they're doing and they're really pushing it. And I, I don't know why my reaction is to smile because it's quite serious, the mm. music, the sound of it. But it feels like it feels like there's a cheeky little middle finger to everyone else going like, <laughs> we're more extreme than all of it. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's, it's uh, or maybe it's just like, you know, when some people see a very scary thing, they laugh. That's sure. a reaction. Sure. Maybe it's one of the moves like that. Uh, I think it it's, the best, it's the best compliment you can pay. I, I think at a live show... I think something's great. I laugh about it. Like, yeah, I think it's a very common reaction. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, I, I fine. it's a high praise. Fine. Well, yeah, it just, it just makes me smile. Mm. Even though it's like, I, I have the same with like Gajira and uh, a band from Scotland called Frontera mm. uh, and these guys. And uh, it's just, it, it, it moves air and it's really, it's a lot. Mm. And yeah, it's just, it's, it's fun. It's really fun. Um, so yeah, saw that. That was so they were four piece, and that was um, okay. Let me look up. Uh, oh, it's yeah, Jamie Morgan, the um, who's now the singer. a singer, a singer running around the front of stage. Mm. But at the time, he was on the drums mm-hmm. with with a mic, doing holding the vocal for. And it's really nice to see it wasn't like an all guy lineup as well. Mm. It's like uh, you know quite refreshing. And but but the yeah the sound of what they were creating was so much mm. uh really impressive and just this really like visceral energy um and i really enjoy the kind of the punk energy you know mm. the like the fast the double time mm. drum bits and uh just going for it so um yeah i've been into them since then and forever was is the album though i was most familiar with or have been most familiar with um which is so good but and they really know how to open they really know how to open a record mm. i think it's um is it I Am King from mm. uh, I Am King mm. the, is the first track. And uh, I don't know, they are, I'm not a big horror movie guy either. I'm quite, sure. a, I like nice things. I don't like being scared or anything. Um, but it's it's kind of the music of, it's if a horror, if horror movies were like, if someone bought all the horror movies on DVD in the world and blended them, 
and then put poured them into some headphones and it <laughs> was sound okay that's the, that's i think what this would this i think this is what it sounds like however and so i've known all the kind of really extreme riff stuff mm-hmm. like primarily but then they go they definitely stray and one of their later songs features billy corgan from smashing pumpkins mm-hmm. and uh there is also they also have a side project called Adventures, which mm. I really really like, uh, and the Billy Corgan thing makes much more sense when you know about that sure. because they definitely stray into like a an just an alternative rock kind of guitar band, but not like a nineties kind of. There's sound. a very big nineties influence, yeah, yeah, and, and certainly which, like I mean, it's easy to hear kind of Nine Inch Nails and and Smashing Pumpkins and and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Certainly within their Popular moments, but even just within the backbeat and stuff like that, I think there's a lot. Is it you know? I mean, it's it's hard to to go into that territory without kind of sort of doffing your cap, really, to to Trent Reznor in in some in some form. And and like I say, yeah, funny, I would I had no idea there's other records, so that's great. Okay. I literally have I've only listened to those uh, those two and the and the most recent stuff. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I uh, like I say, I, I um I. In my mind, I thought that Forever was kind of more hardcore, but actually, I feel like uh, uh, there's some kind of certainly the seeds of what they were going to do in Underneath very clearly. So, whereas I thought maybe Underneath was kind of like a you know like ta-da type record, like we're doing this now. No, I think I think that was um, Forever. Sure. That I think for the impression I get because they went through a name change and Forever was like the big. Uh, I remember because I was in. Uh, LA once a few years back and I'd seen them in Green Door and driving down this you know palm line street with billboards of them on billboards wow and I was like around when Forever came out I was like oh shit they're, they're massive now you know mm, mm, mm. Um, and you know playing with the likes of Lamb and God Lamb of God and all that kind of thing so um, yeah they yeah, definitely took took off um, but it's funny you say on i on that latest track featuring Billy Corgan, uh, I I wrote it down. I hear I heard like Linkin Park meets Nine Inch Nails, and definitely sure. a a lot more um, of a mainstream kind of offering. Um, I think that's. I mean, like there's there's definitely, and it's a it's a it's always makes for an interesting conversation. I, it's a conversation I still have with artists that I work with in that, you know, maybe they will send me something and there's a lot of intensely complicated things going on within that track. And I'll be like, well, okay, like this bit in the song, that's the most climactic part. And 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 I think we can all agree the best part and like all these other things around it should be sort of serving that thing, either setting it up, foreshadowing it or doing whatever. And that thing could be anything. It could be a great melody. It could be a great riff. It could be just a great moment. It could be a really epic bit. It could be the most complicated thing, the heaviest thing in 15, 16, whatever you want. Like, it could be so complex. 
But if you've done it right, it's a really great part. And that's the part that you should be serving. And that's songwriting. That's the idea is that you're serving a moment and you're suspense and release and all these things. And, you know, within their music, there there is plenty of melody. Even the, the screaming, stuff like that, that all has a, like, it isn't serving a melodic thing, but it's serving a, a, a rhythmical thing. It's serving a, um, you know, I think... For example, like a lot of the screaming is incredibly rhythmical and and kind of mm. almost sometimes like, um, you know, it 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 and it seemingly you know spills that way. But like when you think of Rage Against the Machine and stuff like that as well, and sure. and like a lot of the um, again like WWE wrestling themes and stuff like that, and uh, Generation X and all that kind of stuff, like that kind of new metal thing, and again like kind of very rhythmical, stylized screaming, like. It it seems like to me, very naturally, they're finding some more melody and maybe sure they're uh, sure the maybe the last few singles at the same time they released I like that they released uh, their latest single and then grooming my replacement along with it which is incredibly heavy with like almost no singing in it um, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so I, I feel like that's a very conscious choice to be like no 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 don't worry <laughs> yeah, know, we're still like, here yeah. Well, it's interesting you mentioned WWE because on Apple Music I noticed that um, their top song is a WWE song. Sure. Yeah, sure. called Shatter for Bray Wyatt. Um, the But the latest stuff as well, there's way I just heard lots of Pantera. Sure, um, yeah. Yeah, which I guess is, again, a bit of a 90s nod. Maybe that's the thing. It's cool again. Yeah, it's a bit not, of that's, not that, that nostalgia like a bit of a low that. blow, but yeah, you know, and and again, like with the, it's hard not to go there with the industrial elements of it. I think like certainly, sure, um, a lot of the like where they did that kind of sort of remix version of uh, underneath, mm-hmm. like what is really underneath, which is kind of it seems like remix plus, which I thought was incredible and a whole visual sort of album along to it, and and so glad that they're really embracing sort of every side of that and and certainly like the technology and and uh, augmented reality and all this kind of stuff um and even the design of it it, it feels very terminator too you know like a lot of the visuals yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and you know yeah. it, it really has that that you know there's there's a lot of culture kind of wrapped up in it um mm-hmm. but at the same time like you say and you kind of mentioned the horror film thing like there is that kind of uh donnie darko you know that there's all these kinds of sort of uh, cultural references but Again, what I think is cool is the the, the 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 kind of blend of it and how they're presenting it, um, and and like I say, I'm so pleased. And I would be, you know, I don't know how they're received, you know, in that sense. But I'm so glad, you know, the electronic side is is really like what they've done so well is to make it just part of the music and not like this. Oh, we're going to do this. We're we're now electronic and we're going to do this. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it feels, you know, and 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 that's. I mean, I mean, just personally, from that's been my interest for a long time. Is like electronic music can be just as heavy, if not heavier, than the heaviest music. But it needs to kind of gel, and that's really hard. You know that that no one's really kind of cracked that and mixing those those two worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, I'm assuming you know with the latest albums, their production will have to you know even live. It's not oh, you can't play a floor show with this kind of production going on anymore. You know, like it ha- there's a lot of intricate uh, production choices to make um to put on a show but as always i feel like well great don't don't you want them to be doing it like if they're at that stage on a major label 
you know, don't you want them to be, you know, finally given the the money and the and the ability to be able to like put on this incredible show and incredible, um, you know, they clearly like take the visuals very very seriously. They take the whole theme, you know, seemingly from fairly early on, like this kind of everything is really themed and mm. and very narrative um mm. and so yeah just i just just give them anything they want and let them let them cook <laughs> kind of thing you know like yeah yeah no i hear that it's a very strong vision but even like the um i'm a big fan of like their titles as well like song titles mm. and like managing to sound um i don't know bleak and kind of dystopian and uh like end of the worldy without being cliched but just words like underneath and like in fierce and swallowing the rabbit hole oh, it's yeah. a nice play on words love that and uh last one's left again it's just all this visual kind of combination uh and the mud and just i don't know it's, it just it all sounds just bleak yeah, yeah and it, yeah. it kind of like just gives you this perfect picture and it's yeah it's a yeah i think it's testament to to like a strong vision and uh yeah and it, it should it should be like a you know you're saying about like heavy music for me it always felt like a like for me heavy music is like you know like the classic uh like a ouija board or something right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and let's say you're doing it with your friends not that I have, but let's say you were. And you're in a room and there's four of you. Mm. And you've all got your hands on the glass. And none of you are moving it. Let's say you're all there, you're, you know, you're all playing straight. And then the glass moves. And whether you meant to, whatever, obviously the, the deal is, is that subconsciously, you know, you're, it's highly likely. But the whole point is, is that, you know, let's say you were all concentrating on a feather in the middle of a table and you were like, right, we're going to make the feather move, you know, mm. light as a feather or whatever, you know, repeat this after me or whatever. And that feather moved, you would be just like, that's magic. That's real, like magic. For me, oh, I feel believe like, it, yeah. Yeah. And like being in a band and making something like that is like a superpower. It's like we're getting this energy and we're going to just shave it down and we're going to just hone it. And neither one of us could do this apart, but as a sound together, if we keep doing this thing, we're going to do it night after night, night after night, night after, and we're going to work it, we're going to write better songs and better things. Like there are some heavy, there are some riffs where I'm like, I think I would explode if I was in the room. <laughs> like I, I, I feel like I couldn't, I couldn't play it. Like it, it, it feels like they were, it would be like, I feel like I'd get like an electric shock. Do, do you know what I mean? Like it, mm -hmm. there would just be, there is so much charge in the air. Sure. Like, you know, like I remember, I remember, um, is it Wacko Jacko steals the elephant man's bones from fall of Troy. And like, I, there's a riff. And and Thomas Erak is just screaming his head off through that whole thing. And I think like the, and again, it's like the, everything about it, like, like you say about the titles, like the words, I think it's like load, click, shoot. 
like 911 calling all cars or something like that. And same mm. with like uh, every time I die, like, you know, I want to be dead with my friends and all this kind of stuff. Like there's certain words that you just can't sing. There's certain phrases that, you know, again, swallowing the rabbit hole, mm. staring into your new God's soul and swallowing the rabbit hole. Like it's just, it's like a special kind of poetry, but also like there's just, like I often describe it as like f- fighting for your life you know like mm. you like you know there's a horde of zombies coming into your house to kill everyone you near you know and love get them out of there you've got seconds like mm. it's a special kind of like i see it's it's almost well in my mind it's conviction as in like believing it because when i like the show i saw early doors was just you know, unquestioning belief it mm. was just they looked like they had come up from the back of your wardrobe, but not in a nice Narnia sense, more of like, <laughs> you know, like a bloody hand coming out of your clothes. Huh. Uh, and I'm sure well, like the bass player, I, I always remember, seem to remember he had like blood Absolute running down tank. his face or something. <laughs> and, uh, and they just meant it. They, uh, and it was like, you just, they, they believed in what they're doing and that mm. makes you believe in what they're doing. Yeah. And uh, there, it's not, there's no theatrics or anything. Um, it's not. It's not a show like, let's put on a costume show. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, which, yeah, I, I really, I really respect. Really respect that. Yeah. Also, whilst I remember, um, now that um, the singer is not behind the drum kit, they've got uh, Max Portnoy on drums, who okay. is son of Mike Portnoy of Dream Theatre, and I know we have a few Dream Theatre fans in the house. So, conversion. If that's if you don't if you guys don't know these guys then sure. there's a there's a reason i'm giving you something for free <laughs> a lifeline oh yeah there you go <laughs> yeah that's it i think like i say that certainly i remember hearing that swallowing the rabbit hole and just the riff on that is just god level god level riff i'd love to i'd love to hear it i've listened to it on youtube so many times and again it's just one of those things where it just and again like the way they've engineered the production to just it, that bit just hits I think there's like a nuclear explosion or something at the same time I think as well there's like some kind of sample in there as well but just so many cool decisions that I think are so forward looking and like really taking you know heavy music in a in I think maybe one of the only bands maybe like Bring Me The Horizon as well but mm. like taking and again they're also quite 90s nostalgic in that sense but they're definitely. It feels like to me that they're really taking heavy music in in a in a bright and beautiful direction. That's like forward thinking <laughs> and in, you know, yeah. challenging and like you know the idea that all this stuff is like suspense and release. Like whether it's a melody or whether it's a riff, it's just like here it comes, there it was. You know, like and challenging those ideas and again some amazing production ideas that inspire me greatly even listening like I say I've been obsessed with that with forever um this week like just being able to listen to it and run with it and mm-hmm. there's so many ad- ideas I've taken you know um from it and and, and have surprised me and excited excited me so I really think there's just so much more to them I think they've made some incredible decisions um and I'm just proud of them I, I have no desire right to be but I just yeah man that's the that's the stuff. Do do that. You just this. I feel like it's just give them whatever they want. They're clearly 
they've got it right. Just let them go and do. I'm so excited. I'm assuming this last these last two singles are culminating in some kind of release. Um, oh yeah, done new, al- new album, new album coming out called The Above. Um, okay. So there's yeah three singles out I think at the moment, and like you say they yeah they haven't lost the heaviness, but definitely yeah more of a uh, the uh, like a clear two guitar, very kind of Pantera riff kind of sound. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I love also in uh, what you're talking about in underneath um, the distortion. Like mm. it, it feels like you're you need to turn it down to save your speakers just the way <laughs> as in the effect that like the distortion on his voice and stuff like that is is just gives this impression of everything like pushing hard and like trying to escape you know yeah, yeah. uh it's really smart and really cool i really enjoy it is it, yeah it's like that stuff that feels like you are getting the most out of your speakers you know really <laughs> pushing them like that um i remember you showing me that um Igloo Ghost Band yeah. months ago. Uh, same vibe. You're like, wow, everything's moving air. But well, it's, this is this is different. It just feels, but it feels uh, like it can't get any more. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Well, that's it's, a, some some things at max. That kind of digital distortion thing. Like I think you know, there's so much emphasis on that. You know, as guitar players, that kind of you know, early Metallica, Scooped Mids, like, you know, even Pantera and all those kinds of bands where it's like, you know, JCM 800 cranked Tube Screamer <laughs> or nothing at all, you know, like, mm. but, you know, with ele- like that distortion you listen to, that's digital distortion, you know, like those things that are taking those records heavier are production-based things, you know, like there's only so far you can go with guitars and bass and drums. Like it, it's... And that's, I think, what, like, there is so much headroom for taking things even further and, and making things, you know, it, it, for me, music should be about creationism and it should be about, like I say, it, it's, 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 it's uh, certainly heavy music. Like I say, it's like, it feels like it should be like witchcraft. It's, it's like a power between you to make, it's like you're making electricity between you and you're, mm-hmm. and you're delivering that electricity and like, your job is to get better at doing that, you know? And like I say, to be in the room when they're playing something like that and just, like I say, there's some songs, some riffs that I'm like, if I was in that room, I wouldn't know, I'd probably die. I'd probably have an aneurysm or something. I wouldn't know what to do with myself. I couldn't- Probably. Yeah, I couldn't play though. I can't, I couldn't, I would be too excited to play that riff and I would be just sloppy and rubbish. I would run out of air. I wouldn't be fit enough maybe to play that riff. Because it's just, it would just, it's just pure, and like unadulterated energy, and I, mm. I think that there's so much more to explore in that in those in those worlds that I think are so constricted by what we think things should be, and certainly in the guitar world and rock world that that is painfully stale and analog as well. Um, whereas there is so much available to and, and so many. You know, there are so when you think of you know noise bands and stuff like that, and like talking about people like Igloo Ghost, like again, all that kind of foley and like super, you know, kind of OTT distortion, uh, compression, mm-hmm. and like you know, finding like kind of raw data and all that kind of stuff is just more compressed than anything, and and more kind of sort of uh, sort of more ear damaging, I suppose, really than <laughs> than anything. Um, and like I say, that kind of digital clipping is just so much more kind of visceral but it's kind of embracing all that stuff and and trying to take it further and and for me that that's just 
what what kind of reeled me in and 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 like I say now um that you know now I love those songs you know individually whereas before I was like oh I like that idea but I just want to buy it to support them and because I think it's a really cool thing a really cool idea um yeah man so yeah more power to them in my opinion definitely uh do you want to what where are your favorites Andrew go on oh um, I think the new single is amazing. Um, Take mm-hmm. Shape featuring uh, Billy Corgan, as is Grooming My Replacement, which is also um, kind of a two... I don't know if it was released singularly. Um, <laughs> I, can't, I can't help thinking of losing my religion. But, you know. <laughs> um, uh, I think you should, if you listen to um, Underneath, I mean, Swallowing the Rabbit Hole, absolute uh, smasher. Um, in my opinion, that, like I say, that's what, that's what got me. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Cold Metal Place I think is amazing You and You Alone um, Back Inside the Glass um, from there I think they were kind of real standout tracks and then the remix version of them is sick as well You should, just put it on and watch it and check mm-hmm. out the they did a load of streams super high quality that were just amazing amazing quality uh, live show um, that they did um, during the pandemic and then yeah Forever which, yeah I'm so pleased to know there's more records Mm-hmm. Um, Forever itself is great. Kill the Creator is an absolute circle pit nightmare. Bleeding in the Blur seems to be the big kind of single from that. And again, Reba, uh, um, the kind of other guitar player, she seems to really um, kind of uh, occupy a lot of the melodic space. But I also, she seemingly also does a lot of the kind of screaming as well. But it seems like her her tracks are slightly always kind of slightly uh, uh, popular. Um, and I think the new reality, the new reality, and no one is untouchable. I think as well um, was the ones I've picked out from there. Nice. Uh, I've got I've got ugly as well off that record. Nice. And uh, on forever, and they do they've done this a few songs. I I love the like these tempo shifts mm. where it just feels like you know like you've shot a zombie and it's slowly getting up and then it's getting <laughs> up and then it's running. Yeah. It's like it's yeah really really good. Um, I've got, yeah, from Love is Love, the first record, uh, Flower Mouth Brackets, The Leech, and then Roots Are Certain slash Sky's Empty. Then from I'm King, I'm King, My World and Your Body is Ready. Um, and then I also really like, I mean, I've put a couple of songs to kind of demonstrate a point from the early records. Some are like, one's 50 seconds, one's a minute 25, a couple sure. of two minutes something. It's, uh, in fact, all the ones off I've picked from those two records are under three minutes. So there's a real like that kind of punk thing is really present. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just like thick and fast, get it done, Uh, make your point and leave. But um, what a band, what a band. Yeah. I'm so excited to see what they do. I'm excited, super excited for the new record. And and I feel like, yeah, sky's the limit. Like more, I think by far one of the most exciting, if not the most exciting band, I think like, who are in that position right now, you know, actually in a position to to really do something incredible. Um, like I say, they just seem, in my opinion, to just be getting better and better and executing those ideas, you know, to a, to a higher and higher standard. So I hope they just get everything that they need to do to create exactly what they want to create and bring in who they want to create. And like I say, I think now is exciting, but I think even in two records time, it'd be amazing to see where they're at. Um, nice. Um, so yeah 
Code Orange, check Exciting. them out. Exciting. Check them out. Well, yeah, our playlist is in the links below. So check that out. If you think we've missed anything, you can add something if you like mm. for a short time. And thanks to our affiliates. Thanks to our Patreons for keeping the lights on. And we will be back next week with some more fun and frolics. Mm. Bye, Bye then. Everyone. Bye. See ya.